Hello, and welcome to a first-class seating episode of We Only Look Thin. <laughs> I am Catherine Weigel. I will be your steward today. Oh. Uh, one of them. I don't, or did they call them stewards? I, I think they're flight attendants. Flight attendants? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Sorry. That's what a steward is. Oops. Sorry, everybody. Hi. Uh, this is Catherine Weigel. We only look thin. I have lost about 145 pounds. This is our podcast. That is amazing. I'm a tiny habits coach. I'm certified. Yeah. And with me today is Donald Weigel. And I have lost about 100 pounds and uh, have maintained that within a uh, within about a 10 pound range <laughs> for the last uh, four years. Um, and uh, we are here to talk about it. I don't know if you can hear it in my voice, <laughs> but I uh, am recovering from COVID right now. The not, big COVID. Not to, not to bring up uh, anything that's going to make anybody upset, but I got it a full, uh, I tested positive for the first time a full 14 days ago, and yep. I am still not uh, fully recovered from it. It has been, uh, it's been rough, but I'm, uh, I'm on the mend, uh, back on the microphone, and, on the uh, ones and twos. Yeah, by the time this uh, episode posts, uh, hopefully I will be back to a hundred percent. But uh, uh, at the moment, if you uh, if you hear anything in my voice, hear any any coughing, which I will try and Sniffles. edit out. Yeah, any of that. Um, I am uh, doing my best, but uh, we are here for you. We are. And speaking of his having two weeks of COVID, I did not have two weeks of COVID, but <laughs> I am still recovering from his two weeks of COVID. It was kind of like that uh, movie, um, The Others, starring Nicole Kidman, where like, <laughs> Nicole... It, I can't wait to see where this is no, going. Did you remember that movie? So Nicole Kidman has, has two kids. They live in this sort of manor house, but she is convinced that there are ghosts in the house and they have to close doors as they leave and open rooms. Yeah. And so Donald and I, he lived in the bedroom and yeah. I would bring a tray. I would knock three times and then run away and then he would open the door, get the tray and the food. So his food was maintained by me. I was the ma I, I was the boss of his food. Yeah. I was uh so I would leave him food. He was away from the kitchen. I basically lived in the kitchen for two weeks and might have stress ate about him having COVID. Yeah. So while he uh, stayed in a calorie deficit, I ate the extra calories myself. So I'm uh, I'm up at my Christmas weight right now, Donald. Thanks. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> what about me? And my, I know, <laughs> they don't talk uh, about me, the real victim. The real victim. Oh of my this. gosh, that's I terrible. I basically didn't leave the bedroom for for almost two weeks, and um, so because I was getting no exercise, uh, I actually reduced my calorie intake. Which uh, I should ask my doctor. Maybe that was a mistake in terms <laughs> of getting getting better. But um, I uh, I ate a like 200 fewer calories a day uh, to make up for the lack of exercise. And um, I uh, am actually pretty proud of myself for, for adjusting to the situation. Okay. And not, uh, not just giving up, but um, it was, uh, it was harder on almost harder on Catherine. Which is really <laughs> annoying. Me, even I know though this, I was, this pandemic I is was 
pretty miserable and still am not feeling great. Well, it's just every little disruption disrupts other things. It is yeah. like every domino falls. So my step count was lower. Uh, so it, uh, you know, a lot of things happened. Uh, but uh, but two mistakes weeks, were made. Mistakes were made <laughs> due to personal reasons. I yeah. might have overeaten. <laughs> due to personal reasons, exactly. <laughs> um, but. Uh, Anyway, so Donald is on the mend, uh, but he was he was uh, on track for two weeks, and I was basically off track for two weeks, which I think is great content for this podcast. Yeah. And uh, a lot of people get two weeks vacation, don't they, Donald? A lot of people do, what, yes. When I was a kid, I thought two weeks va- paid vacation meant that your company would pay for you to take a two-week vacation. <laughs> I thought oh, it was man, like, everybody's going to Hawaii. Well, in a sense, they are paying for it because they've paid you and then you're paying for I the I know. It was just one of those no, things at adulthood silly. where I was like, what? I know. Yeah, no, that doesn't – that your right version of it seems a lot better I than, know. than it, the reality of it. It does. But vacations and choices we make on vacations uh, come back with us when yeah, we for get sure. back. Uh, what we do in Vegas may stay in Vegas, but what we eat <laughs> in Vegas comes home – with us yeah it definitely does in the form of weight yeah there i said it yeah it may stay in vegas but your your hips do not (laughs) yeah no they they do not lie uh so i speaking of las vegas i might have told this story before but i was doing weight watchers back in the day the days of your i think it might have been right around uh, the first year that we were married and we went to vacation we went to vacation in uh, las vegas for a couple of days yeah and before we even we went to vegas on our one-year anniversary yeah 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 so got off the plane and not not the uh, the the slot machines were not the first thing. The baggage claim was not the first thing. Restrooms, no, no, no. Oh, I yeah. stopped at Cinnabon to get the giant, uh, he- like cauliflower head sized Cinnabon to eat because that was my true nature. Yeah, Weight Watchers was what I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But my true nature was that of Cinnabon. Yeah, or the thing where you know you go on a road trip. And the very first time you stop for gas, you like you go into the convenience store at the gas station and you're grabbing candy bars. And and I'm saying you like like I'm talking in the second person as if this isn't me doing this. But, yeah, this is like the thing that I do. And and the other thing, you know, I have a Pavlovian reaction to going to the Burbank airport because there is a a fast food restaurant there called Del Taco. (laughs) And it is like it is lowbrow Mexican food. Um, no offense to Del Taco. I love it, though. Yeah. <laughs> like, I really love it. And so I used to just automatically, anytime going to the Burbank airport to pick somebody up, to drop somebody off, if I was going myself, it was grab Del Taco time. And so I had, like, anytime I start approaching that road, I start seriously, like, dreaming about ordering Del Taco because that was, like, that was vacation me. Yeah. Like, that was, you know... Uh, well, maybe that was real me. I don't know. <laughs> well, and too, when I used to travel a lot for business, even if I usually, if if I ate something at home or ate something on the way to the airport, the minute I would get to the airport, I would be in line for McDonald's. Like, the minute. And even though I right. would tell Donald, like, oh, no, fast food, that's not for me. Um, <laughs> he didn't know about my McDonald's habit. But it was just that Pavlovian response of just... Airport equals McDonald's. If you ever wanted to cheat on me, I feel like you would be highly successful no. because you hid all of your McDonald's eating for me for years. See, but that was about me. Like, I'm a pro secret eater. I am not a pro at lying about anything else because <laughs> yeah, I just I do true. that like, no, 
that yeah. high pitch thing. I can't hide that. I'm pretty transparent there. So yeah, that's very true. But we ask you, our dear listeners, uh, do you have problems with your habits and your identity on vacation? We're waiting for an answer. <laughs> they're, they're not going to answer I back right now. I kind of actually we, thought they would answer. We don't have a phone line. No, we don't. <laughs> but this was a big issue for me because back, you know, when I gained 100 pounds doing Weight Watchers, Weight Watchers was not my identity. My identity was I want to be the person who just gets to eat whatever she wants to eat when she gets to her goal weight. Yeah, And I'm sure that that's what being thin is about. You just get to the magical weight and then a, a, a switch is flipped and then you just get to eat whatever. Yeah, that's what I thought too. But that was not really – that was magical thinking. So we are asking you here today, you better be sitting down or do whatever. It's it's a free country. Um, are you taking <laughs> – are you taking a vacation with your habits or from your habits. Whoa. Yeah. And and when Catherine first presented this to me, I immediately felt attacked. <laughs> it's like, how dare you accuse me of taking a vacation from my habits? Well, I've got another question for you, Donald. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I'm not sure I'm ready to answer. Are you taking vacation with the identity you're trying to cultivate? Or from the identity you say you're trying to cultivate. Yeah. And this sort of reminded me of, um, I listened to the audiobook of, uh, of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde a few years ago. And there's definitely some questions in that book about whether like Dr. Jekyll is the real him or Mr. Hyde is the real him. There's some philosophical like ponderings in that book about whether the, the version of the same guy who has no morals and no scruples and, you know, uh, does whatever evil thing he wants is the real him coming out yeah. or whether Dr. Jekyll is the real him and it's the formula is to blame. And, you know, we have this idea. I, I have this idea and I still um, struggle with getting over it of the, 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 you know, everyday me and the vacation me. And unfortunately the reality is it's all just me. (laughs) And so I need to, you know, work on making sure that I maintain that I am the same person all the time. Yeah. I mean, I used to come home from vacations and sort of be like, well, Got to lock myself back up again and, you know, get yeah. back to what I say I want. But what I really want is all of the Cinnabon. So that's yeah. It. So I know we've done a couple of episodes on identity. Uh, I, I can't remember what they're called, but it's probably something super clever. So Donald will put <laughs> those in the I'll look them up. Put them in the show notes. But I used to identify as someone who had to do Weight Watchers to get my weight down. I, th- but that was it. Th- it wasn't like I'm a healthy person. I care about right. my body. I just wanted to be smaller so that I could eat whatever I wanted. Well, and I think that we both had this idea, and I think a lot of people have this idea, that you and I have been fighting against for the last four years of that I will go on a diet for a little while, then I will get to the goal that I want, then I will go back and live my real life. Yeah, <laughs> and then I would ma- I would gain weight. Like, yeah, how is this fair? Anytime I did that with any with any you know without with that mindset, I would immediately start putting the weight back on. Right, and so when you go on vacation, when you leave your habits behind, when you leave that I'm a healthy person behind. What you do is have this magical thought. I'm going to go away on vacation 
And I'm sure somehow, you know, I hear if people walk a lot, they don't gain weight on vacation. (laughs) Oh, I walk so much. Oh, so much that I just won't magically gain any weight. But you don't actually have a plan. You don't have any ideas. You're just like, well, I'm just going to go and whatever happens, happens. What they don't take into account is that I am easily capable of putting down five or 6,000 calories. Not exaggerating, not a joke. I can do five or 6,000 calories in a day uh, like without trying very hard. 100%. We went to a wedding in New Orleans, and I think we went to the wedding. I don't really remember. Yeah. But basically, we just restaurant hopped from morning till night. Yeah, we're supposed to be there to celebrate the union of this couple, this friends of ours. And really, the wedding was sort of like a side thing. And our main goal was just to eat everything we possibly could. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. No, they had food and drinks at the wedding, though, which that, you know, that That worked into our plan yeah (laughs) (laughs) they were they were thoughtful enough to include that part of our plan yeah but it was just basically for the food did we see any sites i do not remember but when we leave on vacation and just sort of go well i'm at a hotel i don't know what's nearby i don't know what i can do i just and you just sort of make those noises it's too much to even consider And we come back and we've gained weight. We go, see, I can't even go on vacation for a few days without gaining weight. Yeah. Why is this happening to me? Yeah. And, you know, I had this problem and I still, you know, it's still pretty deeply ingrained in me. By the time this episode posts, we won't be very far away from Father's Day. And, you know, as as a father, there's a part of me that just wants to use Father's Day. Like, it's not about me being celebrated, so to speak, as being a good father, which hopefully I am. But it's, you know, in my mind, it's like the excuse to eat some sort of indulgent food. And so I, I am, you know, we're actually recording this on Father's Day to, uh, to, you know, reveal behind the curtain. Um, I'm choosing not to have an indulgent meal tonight, because I don't want to cave into that right now. But You know, my first thought about vacations is almost always like, where are we going to eat? What are we going to eat? And how much of it are we going to squeeze in? Well, and it's stressful. And we're going to talk about that, too, about your, you know, if you go on your own somewhere, you might have more control. One other person, okay, well, you you can kind of, uh, you know, figure out what you're doing together. But if you've got a whole family getaway, which yeah. we've talked about before. We uh, did an episode called Vacation Asian Asian, I think, mm-hmm. where we got back and the stumbling blocks we had were totally unexpected. Other people can moderate food on the counter and we are, that is more difficult for us. So you can go back and listen to that one. But when, you know, we're at a point now where we identify as active people, we identify as people who like indulgent food do not get us wrong we still love it but we know what we're capable of and so we put strategies and policies in place to just sort of temper the intensity of our choices when we're away now we're going on vacation with our identity and we know that we can pick and choose our priorities when we go on vacation absolutely So, and it's not like I have this tattooed on my arm to remind myself, but I did a Zoom in Walt Place, We Only Look Thin Place, talking about vacations and talking about identity and just sort of the idea. And again, I don't actually say this when I'm making choices on vacation, but I'm the kind of woman who sets up my vacation and mindset to support 
the, my lifestyle. Like I want to figure out ways to get in steps when we're on vacation. I want to figure out ways to feel good when we're on vacation and not just be overloaded. We went to Germany to Oktoberfest uh, a number of years ago. And the morning we went to Oktoberfest, I had a giant breakfast, like pancakes, eggs, whatever. Yeah. I got to Oktoberfest. I was full and tired. And like, yeah. I was like, what? Like, I didn't eat any of the local delicacies because I was too busy with the, uh, you know, the the Hungry Jack breakfast yeah, at, the, exactly. at the Marriott. Uh, no, no, just, you know, please Marriott still love us. But yeah. that was a really poor choice. But now I go in with a little bit more strategy. So we're going to talk to you today about, not that we already haven't talked to you today, about sort of things to consider when you're going on vacation and ways that you can actually take some control. And, and I think the first thing to think about is that if you just throw up your hands and decide that it's impossible, yeah. you're going to believe that it's yeah. impossible and you're just not going to do anything about it. Um, uh, Catherine has a quote here from Aaron Hallworth, a, a business coach who says, your brain won't waste time or energy on solving a problem it has already decided is unsolvable. So yeah. if you go into the vacation saying to yourself, well, there's nothing I can do. It's a vacation. I'm just going to be a victim to everything that happens then that is what's going to happen. Yeah, and I for sure, I, I'm i a person who likes structure. I like predictability. And when we're on vacation in a new surrounding or where we're with people who might have different ideas about what to eat or what to prioritize in terms of movement, it can be difficult. But we can still go in as sort of in MacGyver things and decide what we want to focus on and make small strategic changes and put policies in place that can set us up for some success. Now, maybe... I I would gain five pounds a week on vacation in the past, Yeah, uh, maybe five pounds in a weekend if I really wanted to like get it all in, yeah. which I would totally do. So we're going to talk about some policies and strategies to consider depending on how long you're away. So first of all, if you're on an overnight trip away, it's just, you know, not even 24 hours, maybe there's not a huge impact. Maybe it's just like, you know what, this isn't a time to really plot out running trails and do, you know, figure everything out. It's yeah. 24 hours. If you don't come up with a plan for 24 hours, it's a blip. It's 14% of your week and you're right back on track the next day. You don't have that time to like really put those uh, negative habits in place. So maybe that isn't a big deal. Yeah. But suddenly you're away for a weekend, which uh, which could be a weekend could be two days. It could be three. It could be four, you know, long weekend, you know, bookending things. Suddenly you're looking at 28 to 42 percent of your week. Yeah. Three days out of your week ends up being 42 percent of your I don't week. know how that math yeah, checks Friday, out. Friday, Saturday, <laughs> Sunday. I mean, that is a lot to to just, you know, throw up your hands and eat all the food. Right. And then you're gone for a week. That's 25% of your month. Two weeks, that's 50% of the month. Over two weeks, suddenly you're at an like 8% of your year is, is gone. And that can really happen, especially over whether you're going on an actual vacation or whether it's summer break or you're a teacher and maybe your, your, uh, your habits are different over the summer. But suddenly... 
you're talking about actual big percentages of your year being away. And it goes from being a little bit of a break, a little weekend away, to suddenly being you're just living somewhere else for a little while. You're gone somewhere for two weeks. You're basically just living in a place that's not your normal home. Yeah. And look, I hate to admit this, but I, even after with all of the mindset, all of the tips that I give to other people, everything that I've taken to heart, I did the thing that we say not to do, which was I turned my Christmas indulgences into, it it was probably three weeks, it might have been a month of indulgences, and I managed to gain enough weight that I'm still, you know, trying to get back to my my pre-December weight right now, and- um, I'm getting there. Uh, I'm working on it. But, you know, I there's a part of me that is like, you know, kicking the me of the past for for having, you know, gone ahead and done that. And, you know, I got right back on. I'm following my habits, but it is taking me like six months to, you know, so undo, far yeah. to undo what I managed to do in about three or four weeks back in December, early January. Yeah. So when you think about going away for a week, a weekend, uh, longer, we can just keep naming amounts of time that you're away. <laughs> Think about the kinds of policies that you want to put in place. I know that I feel best when I stick to my normal morning routine in terms of the food that I have. Th- if I start making uh, troubling decisions in the morning, I'm not going to dial it back in the evening. So I know what's best for me. Really think about the policies that matter for you in terms of how you feel, the, the activity you get, and the, the decisions you make around alcohol also. Those are big choices to make. And, and you know, we're not saying don't enjoy food and drink on your vacation, but maybe instead of enjoying it like, you know, three to seven to 15 times every day, <laughs> you you like you pre-decide like a couple of times a week or, you know, you you continue to have a small indulgence each day and then maybe just a couple of large indulgences during your two weeks off or however long the vacation is for just as an example. Well, and two, I think that whole and I, it's something that I've avoided, but those all you can eat meal, drink package, tank up, get your money's worth. I didn't come on this trip to have, you know, a boiled egg. I came on this (laughs) trip. (laughs) But no, but that's a big thing of like, is the, is the all inclusive. I didn't come on this trip for hard boiled eggs. (laughs) But those all, you know, all inclusive places can be very difficult because you want to get your money's worth because no one wants to look like a chump for not, you know, starting to drink at four o'clock in the morning. Right, exactly. Okay, so now we're going to sort of rapid fire some questions that you might actually be able to ask yourself on vacation. So we, we don't have to make policies and strategies around every single thing that we're doing, but this is part of that growth mindset. I'm a person who is working on healthy habits. And these are the things that I can consider when I'm on vacation. Imagine it like the Terminator with his like magic eyeball that's like, (laughs) and you can like, as you're scanning a room, you can think about the ways that you can set up vacation in a way that works for you. Yeah, you may be asking yourself at this point in the podcast, Catherine and Donald, but what do I actually do? (laughs) Well, these are some things that you could actually do. Exactly. So the first question is, how can I add some 
daily activity or non-exercise activity thermogenesis. Suddenly, we're a science podcast. Yeah, it's good How stuff. How can I get in activity when I'm away from home? Are there walking trails near where you're going to be? Can you walk to a local coffee shop nearby? How can you just get in movement that might not be the ideal movement, but at least it's a way to get in some daily steps, maybe a sunrise walk, maybe an evening walk. Figure out what you can do to just make sure that you're getting out and getting in some steps. Because I know if I just uh, take taxis everywhere, do people take taxis anymore? Let us know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't done that in a while. I know, for sure. <laughs> I bet everybody's really happy for that. But, but maybe instead of, you know, using the golf cart at the resort, you decide to walk a few times. You know, maybe maybe you're even enterprising enough to, you know, to go walk on the treadmill at the gym a little bit or do a workout. Or maybe you're at a resort where they have some yoga classes yeah. and maybe it would be fun to do like an outdoor yoga class like here and there, you know, but maybe instead of just the things that that I always talk about in my, you know, regular everyday life, maybe instead of using the elevator to get up to your room, you take the stairs or if you're on the, you know, 30th floor, maybe you just <laughs> maybe you just take it to the 28th floor and then like walk up the last two or something like that. Just figure out ways to get in a little bit more of movement than you ordinarily would. Well, and two, if you normally do a 10,000 step day or you usually do a two mile run and that's not practical, figure out ways that you can get an activity with the people that you're with and go at their pace. This doesn't have to be, you know, your, you know, adrenaline walk or run that you do every day. Like I said, maybe it's a, hey, everybody, why don't we walk to breakfast? Why don't we walk to the, you know, the adjacent hotel instead of taking the shuttle, which we actually do in December. Yay us. Um, yes, we did. It wasn't enough to not gain weight, but it was something. <laughs> All right. What else, Donald? Um, so ask yourself, how can I pump up, pump the, up the volume? Pump up the, pump volume. Up the volume. Oh, boy. Oh, See, man. we're going we're gonna to blame it on my illness and not the fact that I always do that. Um, you know, what can you add to your foods? Like, can you get the you know, the vegetable side dish? Can you ask for extra salsa on things? Like, can you ask for, you know, mushrooms and onions and things? Like, how can you, um, you know, get the most food for the fewest amount of calories? Like, are, are there fresh fruit options available that you can add to your meal? Not saying like instead of your meal, right. but add them so that you feel fuller and stay fuller for longer. Could you get you know, yogurts from the hotel shop that they have, you know, and eat that before your meal so that you're you're a little bit more full or, or eat that as a snack instead of an indulgent treat, you know, that kind of thing. Right. And I think, too, for part of that, it's that deciding because I, I know I've seen this before. I'm not the one making the meals. I'm staying at someone else's house. I don't right. have control over what we're eating. How could I possibly do whatever? Pumping up the volume is a way not to say no to things, but a way to just add that volume, add maybe some freshness, and really, you know, liven it up a little bit. There, I said it. Add some zing. Absolutely. <laughs> I don't know why I said that, but whatever. <laughs> add some zing. So another part of that is how can I doctor dishes that I don't make myself? Oh, uh, Do yeah. Doctor. Doctor, doctor. Hey, that went better. So when you're getting food at a restaurant, how could you ask to modify a recipe or doctor things to make it a little bit more calorie friendly? 
cut back on the oil or butter. Hold the cheese. Don't have it, you know, mm, like directly the cheese. on oh, the no, salad. Oh, no, that's not what you meant. <laughs> <laughs> Again, adding more veggies, getting the happy meal, getting the lunch size portion instead of the dinner portion. Really just thinking about how you can modify things to make them, even if you don't, oh, well, I don't know how many calories things have. What am I supposed to do? Just see what you can do. Mary, who is in uh, We Only Look Thin Place, Wool Place, yeah. she said that if she notices that something it looks glossy that usually means that there's oil on it <laughs> she's yeah. like you can get the fish but it, if it shows up shiny that means that there's lots of oil so ask people to do you know grill something instead of uh you know baste it in the butter which is delicious but maybe calorically unproductive and then maybe ask yourself how can you set respectful boundaries with those that you're with i just ended a sentence with a preposition <laughs> but uh, my father's cringing somewhere if he's listening to this um but how can you ahead of time like i've learned this lesson the hard way and i think that the biggest thing you know and look every family is different every vacation is different situations are different but if i don't set some expectations ahead of time that I don't want to eat every meal out, that I don't want to eat at all the indulgent restaurants in a place, that that's what we tend to end up doing. And, you know, talk to the people that you're going to go on vacation with and really examine, you know, what your expectations are yeah. so that you can set the stage ahead of time. You don't have to be a tyrant about it, but, you know, at least let them know ahead of time what you hope and expect to get out of the vacation in terms of your food and health choices. Yeah. And even just, you know, we don't have to make it a big thing. We've talked about boundaries on a number of issues, but just sort of making decisions about like, you know what, I'm going to stick to my normal breakfasts. I'm just going to, you know, you guys go out or if we do go out, I'm just going to stick to protein and not do super indulgent things. Even just setting some policies in place ahead of time to just make sure that you're not caught off guard. Because if someone's handing you a margarita at eight o'clock in the morning yeah, yeah. and you're like, well, I couldn't say no, that would be rude. People are going to act in a way that is beneficial for them. And you have the opportunity to do that too. So work on those boundaries that you know might be troublesome. So, and the next question, which, you know, we've sort of talked about is what can you research ahead of time? Sure, you may never have been to a hotel or a certain city or a certain neighborhood, but Guess what? There's something called the Google Net that you what? can go the to. The Google Net. The Google Net. <laughs> you can do a little bit of research ahead of time. If you know the general area you're going to be in, are there walkable cafes, coffee shops? Are there delivery services that you can get? What resources are there in the hotels? We've talked about this before, too, of is there a microwave? Is there a refrigerator in your room? Some hotels have rice cookers or toasters or hot plates that you can add to the room to make it more convenient for you. I heard on another podcast, too, that you can ask for a second mini fridge yeah. if that is an issue. And really just finding out ahead of time so you don't get there going, I thought there was going to be a blah, and now there's not. And, and I know for most people, you know, cost is usually the primary factor in picking a place. But maybe if two places are roughly the same price, you go for the place that has the ability for you to, you know, 
have some groceries and maybe do a little bit of in-room prep, that kind of a thing. I know to a lot of people, like, that's not the vacation yeah. you want to go on. But, you know, if you have a couple of choices, maybe you pick that. And look, I'm somebody who doesn't like to, you know, take a road trip without figuring out what exhibits are happening at all of the museums. But, you know, you can do a little bit. Of, you don't have to be obsessive like me, but do a little bit of research ahead of time. Even, you know, find some restaurants that that might have some dishes so you can still go out to a restaurant, but maybe they have a dish or two that is in your, your calorie range. That's going to still, you know, be satisfying and, and make you feel like you're on vacation without it being, you know, 5,000 calories. Right. And two, something that I've seen too, is some hotels, if you're staying there, have concierge services where they might actually have maps of great walking trails or running trails or points of interest at a certain distance that you could walk to and sort of gamify that so that you are set up when you get there of kind of going like, oh, I heard that there's a great coffee shop nearby. Oh, I heard there's a local gym that does free day passes or a pool nearby, something like that, where you can not just go like, oh, well, I'm going to totally lose all of the progress I've made. There are ways to modify and adjust that you can be successful. And it feels good to actually go to a place and know what you can control. Yeah, absolutely. And then another thing to think about is setting policies ahead of time regarding your breakfasts, your lunches, your your dinners, your snacks. You know, make a policy, Catherine mentioned earlier, like that you're not going to go to the all-you-can-eat breakfast, which is then going to derail the rest of yeah. your food day. Like I know if I if I start that early with indulging, it's really hard to pump the brakes later. Maybe you're different. Maybe you your policy is you're going to fill up at breakfast and then you'll eat less throughout right. the day. Like you know you better than I know you. <laughs> you know, maybe you're going to make a policy of, you know, not drinking at every opportunity, but you're going to pick a couple of occasions that, you know, where you know drinks will be involved. You're going to pick a couple of occasions ahead of time. Maybe for your snacks, instead of buying them out, you you buy some things that you can keep in the room that you have on hand that are, you know, that are calorie friendly, that are, you know, friendly to your plan, whatever that plan is, you know, set up these policies ahead of time so that you're not just sort of, you know, winging it and, yeah. you know, like a leaf on the wind when you get there, which is where I get myself in big trouble. Well, and I think, too, part of that is the longer that you're away, the more these policies and boundaries matter. Because, yeah. again, a weekend away, okay, I'm having a Bloody Mary in the morning, I'm having right. whatever. That's one thing. But if you're two weeks straight of having you know, indulgent meal after indulgent meal, yeah. suddenly that's a, that's a huge impact. And if you're gone for a longer amount of time, like Donald said with policies, maybe you just go back to your home policies. I only enjoy a cocktail on the weekends. I don't enjoy it during the week. I stick to protein. I stick to vegetables. I'm a, a, a sugar vampire, which I talk about in other episodes about yeah. only having sweets after dinner because you know, the, like we said, if we go back to the math part, if you're a believer in the maths, that, you know, suddenly it's 50% of your month is gone and you're up 10 pounds and full of regret. I have done that before. And the more we can go forward with looking at the policies that we can make for ourselves, the better we are able to come back to the habits that we know make us feel our best when we do get home. You know, I I don't want to get off on a whole tangent. I know we're getting close to the end of this, but I actually only just discovered, you know, after six years, the past two weeks of eating the way I've eaten, 
I've I only, I think, just realized that sugar is more triggering for me than I realized. Really? And I, I was much better able to eat my reduced calories if I just didn't have it. Now, I'm not saying I'm not ever going to have it, um, but I was able – if I stuck to savory snacks – it it seemed to be much easier for me to not want to continue to keep eating, uh, well, especially at night. And I'm going to tell you something. I was trying to enable negative behaviors in you while you were in your room convalescing. Why is that? Because I'd be like, hey, are you sure you don't need any other snacks out here? Like, <laughs> no, but I mean. I thought you were just being kind. Well, I'm being helpful, but I'm like, oh, usually he's got a little snack and doodle do at the end of the Man, night. Like, everyone thinks you're mint such on a your good pillow. person. I'm Everyone's like, him. Catherine is too good for you. You're, you're actually <laughs> I not hadn't good realized enough. that I was enabling. I'm just realizing this now. This is a safe space yeah. where I don't feel judged. No, you're, I'm be- looking no, at you're you. being judged. <laughs> But I realized that I was like, are you sure you don't want more? I did that with our daughter, too, because I I, uh, I enjoyed my uh, vacation time in the living room where I slept. And I would ask our daughter, too. I was like, hey, do you want any more snacks before, you know, close down the kitchen? Well, and we've talked about this before. I think when you see others indulging in things, I think it makes us feel better about our own choices to indulge. Yeah. And I think that's why, that's why friends are oftentimes like, you're only going to have one drink. Come on. Come, come on. on. Have yeah. more. Come on. Exactly. Yeah. So as we're ending this, I'm going to tell you what's really important. What we've told you <laughs> this whole episode. We spent 40 minutes not telling you what's important It's been a charade. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, my God. No, sorry. So I'm going to tell you what really matters. Are you ready for the words I'm going I'm to say? I'm ready. I don't know what really matters. I'm waiting for it. Bookends. Oh, <laughs> that's not what that you, is not I was going to make some joke about like La Biblioteca oh, and La Librerie, yeah. but I didn't. What happens on I didn't get 145 pounds heavier than I am right now because of two weeks of vacation. Oh, year. yeah, that's true. I didn't. It wasn't the one holiday. It wasn't the weekend away. It wasn't the whatever. It was what I did before. And after yeah. the bookends of the time away that matter more than anything, because I can tell you, we would get back from vacation exhausted and spent, and that would make another week, two weeks, six months of I'm too tired to plan my food. I'm too tired to cook now that we're back from vacation. Let's just get takeout for another two weeks until we see what's what yeah. and can really dial it down is exactly. what I would say. So something that really matters is setting yourself up for success before you leave and when you return. And that can mean things like deciding before you leave what you're going to eat upon your return. If you know you're getting back home at six o'clock at night with an empty refrigerator, maybe you plan before you go that when you're on the way back from the airport, you're going to stop and get fast food. Now, we just usually get like the Happy Meal or, uh, you know, the the small size, uh, you know, meal instead of the the giant supersize. Decide in advance so that there's no anguish when you return. I'm going to get, we're going to stop at Burger King and I'm going to get a Happy Junior meal. 
And then you're setting yourself up for success. What are you going to do the morning you get back? Do you have, well, I've got some eggs and I've got yogurt. We had them delivered by the grocery delivery for when we got home. So yeah. we had a few things to tide us over until next weekend when we can do a big shopping trip. How can you set your return self up for success? Because if we suddenly extend that weekend vacation, that week vacation into another week at home, kind of bumbling around, suddenly we're going to be up another five pounds. Yeah, we have this tendency as human beings to say to ourselves, well, I blew it. So yeah. I guess I may as well just not even bother. And, you know, it's sort of it's just this self defeating uh, idea of like, well, because you had two weeks of indulging, now you're just going to have like the rest of your life indulging or what? what is the plan? Like, what is your thought? Like, eventually, it's going to really catch up with you. So it is really hard to get back into routine when you come back from vacation. So we're not we're not saying it's suddenly magic for us, but knowing that your intention is Monday morning I'm going to get right back on track. Monday morning I'm all about the protein. I'm going to have easy meals for the first week that I'm back, maybe some heat and serve things or frozen meals to help tide you over until you can get back into that routine of food prep. Yeah. Knowing that every day matters after you get back, getting back into a short walking routine or a workout routine. It matters and those bookends it's not, you know, if you don't have the mental capacity to deal with the time that you're away, put that extra energy into committing to what you're going to do when you get back. And that might take some accountability. That might take letting other people know, hey, guys, when we get back, this is what we're going to do. Or if you are, belong to a gym or a running group or a yoga, make sure you're getting back to those activities as soon as you get back. Because the longer we extend and delay, the more we can forget how we felt when we were doing the habits that made us feel our best. I identify as an active person. I identify as someone who goes on vacation and indulges a little bit, but I don't feel super great after a few days of overindulgence. So I look forward to coming back to those healthy habits. And that's what I'm cultivating. I'm cultivating a person who can take a little break and come back to healthy habits that make me feel like the person I'm working on becoming. And we know that you can do that too. It takes takes work and it takes energy. But again, are you taking a vacation from the habits you're pretending to cultivate? Right, right. <laughs> the person you're pretending to be? Or do you actually see yourself as a person who can take a small break and then get back to the way that makes them feel their best? We did it and we know that you can do it too. We believe in you. Yes, we do. And thank you so much for listening to this. Uh, we genuinely appreciate each and every one of you. Uh, we have many more episodes out there. I will link to some others that we have about going on vacation and trips and hanging out with family uh, in the show notes. You can check those out or all of our episodes wherever you found this one or at our website at weonlylookthin.com. And you know... What's really fun is when Ooh. you go on vacation is to listen to as many episodes of our show as <laughs> possible say, because we are vacation friendly. We should have those like subliminal tape things that were popular in the 80s or <laughs> That's 90s. Right. Like, as you're trying to fall asleep. I 
no joke, I had a weight loss. I don't remember if it was a cassette tape oh or a CD. Oh my gosh, I'm confident it, it I was did. a subliminal one that I would listen to yeah, 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 as I was. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what it was. There was music playing and there was like whispering going on underneath. Oh my gosh. And I thought that I was, you know, and, and then there was like a version of it where you could actually hear what the, the guy was saying. And he was like, whenever you feel hungry, just have a big glass of water oh. instead. Ew. <laughs> yeah, Nobody no. likes that guy. I know, it's terrible. I hadn't thought about that in many years till you just mentioned it just now. Anyway, uh, go to our website at weonlylookthin.com. Yep, and if you are at weonlylookthin.com, click on the link for join our support group and find out more about Walt Place, We Only Look Thin Place. It is a support group for women based yeah. on Facebook. We are not a weight loss plan, but we are a place for accountability, check-ins, challenges. Uh, we do Zoom meetings multiple times a week. I have a newsletter that we put out for Walt members that talk about things like vacations. So you can find out more there. We have a uh, two different subscription options, a monthly option with a three-day complimentary trial and a three-month subscription with a seven-day complimentary trial to see if Walt Place is right for you. And it is a great place too for when you go on vacation and you want a little bit of a check-in, a little bit of a, you know, yeah. hey, can you, can, you, uh, can you check on me when I get back on vacation? It is a great way to jump right back into your healthy habits when you have taken a little break. So find out more by going to our website. Absolutely. And also, you can interact with us on social media if you want to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. We are at We Only Look Thin. Or you can send us an email uh, if you have questions, episode ideas, uh, compliments. We love to hear from you. You can do that at weonlylookthin at gmail.com. Yep. And if you have a couple of spare minutes and you're on Apple Podcast, if you could head over to our podcast and leave us a rating and a review, not only does it warm the cockles of our hearts, but it also <laughs> helps others find our podcast when they are looking for inspirational podcasts like ours. Uh, there are algorithms and science and, and numbers that happen in the background. So if you could throw us five stars, we would really appreciate it. Absolutely. And if you could throw us five stars to just people you're talking to, we would also appreciate that. If, you, uh, if you're if you around somebody, if you're on vacation with someone who might enjoy listening to us, uh, or even if you're not, point them in our direction. We would be grateful. Uh, word of mouth is one of the best ways in which the show grows, and we appreciate it. So if you're super annoyed that your new growth mindset identity fits in the overhead luggage, just remember <laughs> that Donald and I are an, an inspiration. inspiration. The information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. The hosts are not medical professionals. You should always consult with your doctor, nurse, or other certified health professional before beginning any diet or fitness program.